One of the most common anxieties of early motherhood is navigating the everyday difficulties of breastfeeding. Whether you're family planning or expanding your family, our experts are here to help. I'm Gina DiPietro, your host for Latch On, a Novant Health podcast series featuring baby-friendly breastfeeding content for women at all stages of their journey in motherhood. Novant Health is a baby-friendly USA hospital where we consider breastfeeding to be the norm. Learn all about the benefits of breastfeeding both for mom and baby, skin-to-skin contact, how to pick up on hunger cues, and navigate your postpartum experience. Stay tuned. I'm here with Danette Anderson, a lactation consultant at Novant Health Pediatric Symphony Park in Charlotte. And this episode will focus on hunger cues and feeding on demand, essentially offering the breast when the baby is showing physical signs of hunger. How would a breastfeeding mom know her baby is hungry, Danette? So there are certain cues that a baby will give to let the mom know that he or she is hungry. And some of those cues would be maybe licking or kind of smacking its lip, rooting, opening its mouth, kind of rooting, turning its head like searching to latch on is essentially what the baby is doing, sucking on his or her hands, bringing its little hands to its mouth and kind of suckling on the hands. Also quite alert state. So the baby's eyes are open and just kind of looking around. That's usually a first sign of hunger. And so all of these are early cues. The last sign of hunger is crying. So we want to be aware of those early cues so we can bring the baby to the breast whenever they're showing these cues rather than waiting to where the baby's crying and then trying to latch the baby because that sometimes can be difficult to calm the baby down to get a good latch if the baby has gotten to the point of crying. What other benefits to the baby would that provide? I know you said that it helps them to be more settled and content. Would it prevent other breastfeeding complications or perhaps milk supply? Right. And so it's important to feed a baby on cue to help establish and maintain a milk supply from mom. Feeding baby on cue helps the baby get what he needs for proper nourishment and growth, but also helping that mom establish her milk supply. So we know that a baby is expected, a breastfed baby is expected to feed eight to 12 times in a 24-hour period. By feeding that baby on demand and waking the baby in the beginning at least every three hours to feed, that's helping to establish a good milk supply for mom and just ensuring the baby's getting what he or she needs. And how quickly would that baby need fed if they're showing some of those early cues? So it would be recommended to feed on demand. So if the baby's cueing, then you want to try and bring the baby to the breast at that time. You know, once again, if, if you're seeing that rooting, sucking on hands, you know, the baby's letting you know that it's hungry. And so bringing the baby to the breast then rather than waiting till the baby's crying and then you have a crying baby and you're trying to latch baby and mom's getting all flustered and the baby's crying and, you know, that can be a little bit challenging. And so we want to try and, and latch the baby at a, at a calm, alert state. And what if the baby doesn't want to feed? Does it always mean that they aren't hungry or could there be other indications? You know, once baby's back to birth weight between 10 to 14 days, then we say it's okay to start allowing baby to sleep like a four hour stretch at nighttime. But if a baby's not feeding well, then yes, that's concerning. So if we have a mom tell us that, you know, baby's really sleepy and I just can't get him to feed, you know, he'll latch on, but then fall asleep 
then, you know, we want to look at the whole picture and we want it because there can be medical indicators that some, there is something wrong. And so we want to make sure that we're not overlooking any of that. We find out how many times a day that baby's feeding, how many peas and poops that baby's having in a 24-hour period. Are those stools changing color like they should be and getting lighter? Is that baby lethargic? Yeah, it sounds like it's really important for mothers and you know, parents in general, just to be aware of some of those things to look for. Right. Absolutely. Anything else that you would add around this topic? In the beginning, the first day in the hospital, we're going to expect baby to be a little bit sleepy. So we wouldn't expect eight to 12 feedings in the first, you know, day of a baby's life. You know, whenever baby first is first born, they usually have feed pretty well within that first hour after birth. Not all babies, but, you know, a lot of babies may feed very well right after birth and then get pretty sleepy. So that first day, they're not going to feed that well. They're going to be a little bit sleepier, and that's okay. We expect that. They may only have a couple good feedings out of the first 24 hours. As long as it's not impacting, it's not a baby that has like a low blood sugar or anything like that, then, you know, we keep the baby skin to skin to kind of help regulate all of its vital signs like body temperature, heart rate, blood sugar, respiration. So we're going to keep a baby skin to skin and just kind of watch for those cues, attempt to feed every three hours, but knowing that that first day that baby may be pretty sleepy, you know, it's been a big day, you know, baby was born. And so they're, they're pretty sleepy. And then as we start to transition into day two, babies start to wake up and they start cluster feeding. And during that time, Babies may want to eat as often as every hour, and that can last for several hours where they're just kind of on and off, on and off the breath. And parents, you know, usually get concerned at this time that, oh, my gosh, like there's something wrong. My baby wants to feed all the time. So that's very normal newborn transition from day one to day two, and we really do expect that. From that point on, we should be seeing those 8 to 12 feedings in a 24-hour period. We do recommend, you know, like I said earlier, waking the baby by three hours, so the start of one feeding to the start of the next feeding, waking the baby by three hours, trying to offer both breasts with each feeding. That way, once again, we are just ensuring that we establish a good milk supply for mom and the baby's getting what it needs. And that also keeping track of those urine and stool output and looking for the change of stool color. So we want to know that the stools are getting lighter, that they're having the number that they should be having, the amount that they should be having, but also that they're getting lighter in color. They start out a black tarry, and then the, by day five or six, they should be turning yellow seedy. So we want to make sure that this transition is happening. That tells us, too, that, you know, baby's getting enough, that baby's going to be weighed Every day in the hospital, we check that weight, make sure that weight loss is not too much. And then whenever baby's discharged from the hospital, they're going to follow up with the pediatrician one or two days. And same thing, they're going to come to the pediatrician's office. They're going to be weighed. We just follow that really closely. You know, what, what is baby's weight? We look at the whole picture. How much weight is baby lost? Is mom's milking yet? Are they feeding well? And then that's what helps us determine, do we need to give a feeding plan or do we just tell moms, okay, I want you to go home and keep feeding your baby eight to 12 times and come back and see me and, you know, whether it be three days or a week and follow up with them until, you know, mom is confident as well as we are confident that things are going well and that baby is doing good. That's all really helpful information. Thank you, Danette. You're welcome.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Latch On, a breastfeeding podcast series under Novant Health Healthy Headlines. Find lots of other episodes under the Healthy Headlines channel, everything from flu season to COVID-19, mental health advice, and other great resources to keep you and your family healthy. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm Gina DiPietro, your host, and we hope to see you back here real soon.